In this brief podcast, we're going to discuss about how to best prepare for cesarean deliveries. When patients come in for the scheduled cesarean deliveries, or even when they come in, um, let's say in labor with a history of three prior C-sections and we have to go back for another repeat C-section, um, it is best to, um, to first introduce yourself to the patient and the patient's family members so that they can know who you are prior to you being inside the operating room as a submit with the C-section. And secondly, to best prepare for the C-section so that you can get the most out of the experience. Um, so when we have our house staff C-sections, you will be able to scrub in for those procedures and you'll be able to help with um, retraction, assisting, blotting, um, suctioning, um, different aspects in that sense. Sometimes if the resident has seen that you um, are very, you know, enthused and you've been practicing your suturing and not tying scales, they'll let you have the opportunities, particularly when we're closing skin. Again, it's under the resident supervision, under their guidance and under their approval. Um, we will um, ask you some just general anatomy questions. So your Netter's Anatomy is a great book to look at. First, it has a very brief anatomy as well that you can look at and just focus on the pelvic anatomy, the perineum, the perineum um, and um, just abdominal layers um, that you have to um, get through when you perform um, C-section with a fanosal incision all the way down to getting baby out. So make sure you know all those different layers of very, very commonly pimped question um, and that you just kind of just know the general anatomy so that you're also not lost while we're doing the procedure. One of the great things to kind of get in um, the habit of doing is that prior to being present in any surgical procedure, you also read the surgical um steps because like that when you're seeing the procedure you'll be able to remember in your mind what those steps were um, and everything will kind of uh, be more meaningful and easier to remember in the future um, one of the things that you can help do as a student after the um, cesarean delivery is done and the patient is um, transferred from the OR bed to their PACU bed and they're going back to the mother baby unit um, is that if you can help update the list as I previously mentioned when we updated the list after a vaginal delivery where you basically change um, the patients um, from I guess L&D if they were in the labor and delivery floor um, to post-op, so PO, you update their Gs and Ps appropriately, you update the room number or you remember to do this later on, um, you switch the um, IUP to post-op day number zero, um, you remove the EFW, which normally we don't put unless this patient was laboring and had to be taken for a C-section for um, for a failed induction of labor, arrested dilation, arrested descent, or even a set C-section for fuel intolerance to labor, um, that you put the delivery date and time under the um, estimated date of confinement column after you remove it, and that if there's anything significant from the C-section, such as postpartum hemorrhage, that you place that in there, and what medications were you given for the postpartum hemorrhage. And this is the reason why this is one of those high-yield topics of deliveries that you need to be aware of.